It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Absolutely. Consequence Podcast Network. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Hey, and welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith With. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. You know what to do, right? Like what you see, what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I, uh, I put out three new interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify and Podchaser, NPR, WFBK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Def Leppard guitarist Phil Collin. We're going to be talking about their uh, new album called Drastic Symphonies. It's uh, it's their new collaboration with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra, where they reimagine their classics and some deep cuts uh, with the famed orchestra. And Phil's going to tell us, uh, well, let's see, about being inspired by the Who's Quadrophenia, uh, as well as the influence of David Bowie, Mick Ronson, and T-Rex on last year's Diamond Star Halo. And speaking of Bowie, Phil also drops the news that he's resurrecting the side project, The uh, Cybernauts. Uh, and we'll be re-recording new covers, along with making a guest appearance on Ian Hunter's upcoming second volume of Defiance. Uh, we'll go on to discuss the uh, the leftover songs the band has, uh, possibility of a future concept album, maybe, and of the songs they reimagined on this uh, on this new album. Uh, Pour Some Sugar On Me might be the most drastic, as it is now a, a duet ballad. All that's and a whole lot more. We're talking drastic symphonies. It's Kyle Meredith with Def Leppard's Phil Collin. Hey there, how you doing? I'm doing well. And let me see how much fun it is. You you all have this. Uh, you had a new record already last year. It, it's not like like you know we were thirsty already. I mean, <laughs> I feel like we're getting spoiled right now because you're already back with a follow up called Drastic Symphonies, which is not a new new album, but it sort of is, and it finds you all teaming up with the Royal philharmonic orchestra it's so interesting to hear how these songs have been redeveloped I, I'll, I'll just throw it to you how did this how did this land in your lap and and what concept did you all want to give it so um we would our last album as you mentioned diamond star halos and um, we were in london meeting um the video directors who would, who would do the videos and also anton corbin and i noticed you got depeche mode and david bowie in the background <laughs> and um you know we're huge fans of anton corbin as we are of, of both those eyes but uh so we we got to you know was meeting anton and all this stuff and and someone from the record label said look we're doing this series i don't know that you'd be interested it's uh the royal philharmonic orchestra which is my favorite orchestra in the world and um we're doing like a Beach Boys one. There's a Queen one. And, you know, we'd wonder if you'd like to do the Def Leppard one. And um, we're like, 
we're artists and we're really precious with our, about our shit. We don't want it just going out, you, anyone kind of messing with it. So we said we would love to do that if we could get totally involved. And that would mean bringing our own uh, string arranger in, uh, selecting the songs, do, doing everything and being part of the whole thing. And they said, yeah, okay. Then, And it, it was seamless, honestly. We, we, we got our guy, Eric Gorfan, who had worked on Diamond Star Halos and... I'd, I'd produced a Tesla album a few years ago. I'd worked with Joe's Down and Outs. Uh, Eric came in, and like I said, he's part of our team. And it was seamless, and and the whole thing was so exciting because it was it was reimagining the the songs, and and some of the context didn't work, like some of the song choices, like originally "Pour Some Sugar on Me" was like it sounded comical. It was like with, with cellos playing the riff, so we said we can't do that one. So uh, again, we we got round that by doing another version of it. But um, yeah, the whole thing was amazing, and and from the get go, it really really kind of worked out. Yeah, I, I've heard other bands doing you know working with Philharmonic, and and some of them just say put the strings on it, you know, and and yeah. and to get that chance to kind of do something interesting. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things uh, I think that uh, about this project. And, and there have been the other ones. I mean, did, did you all? Do you, do you look at the other groups that have sort of done stuff like this or or even like, you know, I, when I think of like symphonic, like the who comes to mind, you know, yes. or something like that. I'm like, was that stuff on, on your mind? Yeah, because we we just me and Joe Elliott actually in November went to see the who at the Hollywood Bowl and they done Quadrophenia live with, with the, the orchestra. And we just to get an idea if we, how it would work live. But, you know, Pete Townsend is a different thing. He's such a an artist and and you you know that he had a lot of involvement in the original recordings whether it's Tommy or whatever and so that's how we approached this and I, I remember just like even hearing some of the demos on keyboards it's like well that sounds ridiculous staccato make that legato make that th make this breathe you know the lead vocal should should happen here so there, there's a lot more involvement in it as opposed to just uh plonking this great orchestra on, on our stuff you know there was a uh, a real involvement and and making it sound make bring tears to your eyes that that kind of thing that was the, that was the intent anyway i mean I, I know it's a different beast altogether but for what how you all layer your, your guitars anyway like how far off is it from like in a way in a sort of way and maybe i'm doing a stretch here but you're almost a symphonic band even without the symphony you are 100 percent right and that's what we've always tried to to do except we don't say it because we don't want to be but absolutely we me and Steve Clark used to do this uh, guitar orchestration that we got the idea of Brian May from Queen. Um, we obviously do it with the vocals and Mutt Lang, our, our producer, our former producer, you know, who done, you know, Hysteria, uh, Pyromania and, and High and Dry. And he he would absolutely do this. Let's make it sound Star Wars for the ears. That, that was that was the the thing. So we we absolutely did. And we tried to do that with the guitar. So not a stretch at all. It was it was absolutely something you know, multi-tracking, making, you know, where a violin, a viola and a cello would play different parts and they're all kind of combined. So actually having having a, a chance to do that real thing and actually add that without it sounding gratuitous um, was amazing. And, that, and, that, and it worked. It was like, whoa, this is, this is insane. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know 
deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P-R-O-Allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Phil Collin. So, so when you've got sounds already in place like that, I mean, did I understand like, like there's a lot of new material in here, you all, you know, working with the orchestra, but but there are moments, right, when you when you took some of the old stuff and just made it work. In, like, what was that decision making like? Horses for courses. Like each song was its own um, entity, if you like, you know, um, a song like Paper Sun, which was off the Euphoria album, really lends itself to the epic kind of really over the top your pomp and circumstance or actually it was a darker than that. It was actually real, you know, real old you know, serious beethoven -y stuff. You know, it kind of got into that thing. And then then a song like um, Pour Some Sugar On Me, we, we reimagined it. We got our, our friend M. Griner because she'd done this beautiful piano version. We said, well, let's do that. And and again, the strings would work there. So every song was its um, own project, if you like. It was it was not kind of one, si you know, one size fits all. It was like a, a, a real kind of development on each part. And that's what made it exciting. It was really fun. At the same time, we we were getting together, promoting, getting ready for the Diamond Star Halos tour and everything. So it was real. It was like a, just a bundle of fun. It was like, you know, inspiration begets inspiration. So there's this kind of hive of activity that, that really made it a fun process, all of it. And and there's a carryover right there. I mean, you bring a, a um, goodbye for good this time, which is, yes. which is on the new record. And, and suddenly it's like, like you really... Because it's got its own orchestration to begin with uh, on, right. on the record, so so you know, not having all that much time to sit with that one, like what, like what new did you want to offer that? So that one was easy, actually. It was like let's get rid of the drums and 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 everything that's like kind of rhythmic to it, you know. You, well, and once you take that out, and Eric Gorfan actually done the original strings to that and actually played some of them as well, so. That that was really cool. So we, we kind of left that one up to him and, and Angels as well. They, they're both off the new album. So we he, he kind of done that. And when you hear, you have to keep listening to the to the 
the whole thing and then all of a sudden it it starts making sense when you take the drums away you you need if you haven't got a rhythm you you have to uh create something else that i don't want to say fills that gap but takes the place or, or sometimes not you know sometimes the lead vocal like on animal you know we we actually the lead vocal was was kind of so great on its own it was just enhancing that and how, how you made that kind of work so again you know every, every song had its own thing but the, the those two you know goodbye for good this time and, and angels were were, were ve fairly straightforward yeah and and that record by the way i mean i, I take the moment to, to compliment you it's not going to be surprising because you brought up with the bowie posters behind me but but hearing you talking about kind of leaning in to the the rounds of guitars and uh and the bowie style of guitars t-rex and all that stuff i definitely heard that influence on this one what brought that out of you this time around so we didn't realize we was doing an album you know we we was going to go in and record a couple of songs at joe's house and literally i went to see my daughter it was a, a 13 oh sorry a 12th birthday and then the day after they said okay everything's grounded covid's like so we're like, oh, okay, no, no tour then. And me and Joe just started, literally, I, I said, I got this idea for a song, sent it to him. We started celebrating our heroes, which was Bowie, it was it was T Rex, it was Mott the Hoople, it was Queen, it was you know, all of those bands. And and before we knew it, we had this album that that kind of it was weird because it, it kind of represented that that thing without actually going out of our way. It just it naturally kind of progressed into this thing and before we knew it we had this celebration I, I remember that even the title you know that's from a mark boland song you know diamond star halos is a from a get it on banger gong it's it's a line from that so it kind of summed up the thing um me and joe have always mentioned when we describe that era we say we go yeah it's very diamond star halo hubcap diamond star halo and and we knew what that meant so the album was very much that and even though some of the songs sounded like of the era, you know, Pink Floyd, Elton John. It was it was all from that era, and we uh we got really excited about. It. And before we knew it, we had like fifteen songs. It was like whoa, uh, and 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 COVID, and it got delayed another year. The tour did. So before we knew it, we we had time to to actually get on and do an album, which was rare for us. Have you um? I, I'm I'm gonna nerd out on this one for a second. Cybernauts. Yes. I mean, because that there was the tribute to to the whole scene and everything. Uh, and and that's sort of stayed in the past for a long time. And I know not everyone's around anymore, but have you all ever talked about sort of bringing that back? Yeah, yeah, we're actually going to be doing a few more tracks, actually. Um, John, I'm Only Dancing is one of them. Queen Bitch is another. And I, if I'm not mistaken, we're waiting for Woody Woodmansey, and he's going to send some drum tracks, and, and me and Joe are going to fill in around it whenever we get a chance. So, yes, uh, that, that'll be coming at some point. And... Um, Again, you know, we, we've, um, you know, I've, I've become friends, friend or friendly with Ken Scott, the producer who done, you know, Hunky Dory, Ziggy Stardust and, and Aladdin Insane. I, and just on a sign, did you get the new 50th anniversary of Aladdin Insane? Have you heard that on vinyl yet? Um, not that. I've got uh, I've got all the box sets. I mean, because they've been doing the box sets the past few yeah. years. I got that one. And then I just did the uh, I got the box set for Hunky Dory you know that's right. got all the demos and everything but i haven't got the aladdin 50 that just came out yet oh my god it's like half speed mastering i i got it actually i was out with my daughter's birthday again in, she's in virginia 
and we, we went to a Barnes and Noble and got, I, I was like, 50, there it is, half speed margin, got it home, it blew my mind. I mean, it just, it's so good. So yeah, we're still very much involved in that. And it, it was still much, very much a, a thing for us. So it was it just really nice to, to talk to Ken Scott, who's amazing, who's produced some of the, my favorite albums of all time, you know. And then, of course, he and Joe on the Ian Hunter album. Like, there's there's a whole thing just happening right now. Then there is. I I actually played on a track as well. He's doing two two albums. There's there's volume one and two. I think I'm on two. But Jeff Beck, Brian May, you know, Slash, and Joe's on there. And it's it, uh, Stone Temple Pilots. It's it's really really super cool and just great. You know, because we're, we're such you know Ian Hunt and Mott the Hoople fans. It's just wonderful that he's going to be 84 his next birthday and he's got this killer album coming out she's two killer albums apparently <laughs> yes absolutely yeah two. yeah and we'll be right back right after this welcome back it's kyle meredith with phil collin and speaking of extra tracks i mean i also heard that that you all like uh, wh- what's the line there's another album's worth of material somebody said that about this well that may be a little bit adventurous but there's definitely a few songs that that, that were kind of left over that um again which we never had that that were not quite finished and um yeah i can think of about four or five so you know uh from the diamond star halo sessions if you want to call them sessions i was actually doing them on my on this laptop right now that's how i recorded the guitar and um there's a closet over there i don't know if you can see it, that's in there that's where i do my vocals for that album it's like you know it's, how times have changed absolutely but it was it's great i think that you by getting the idea and being inspired and then getting it down is, is so much better than, I mean, I love going to studios. It's great. It's kind of got this romantic thing and you go, Oh my God, you know, Abbey road where we, we did the orchestra part was, was great, but there's something to be said for getting the idea, banging it down and going, yeah, that, that, that's great. You know? Well, you know, talking about, you know, now that you've worked with the, uh, the Royal Philharmonic and, and talking about someone like the who could you all ever see, you know, you've done the old tracks, could you see yourself doing like an album of new songs in this style? Well, we kind of, you know, we've we've done, you know, we, Michael Kamen done string arrangements on Two Steps Behind and Love and Hate Collide. Uh, Craig Pruis, uh, this guy who does all this Bollywood stuff, uh, done the original strings on a, a song called Turn to Dust, um, again, which is reimagined on the new album. And um, obviously uh, Beck, you know, Beck, the artist Beck, his dad, David Campbell, actually done a Let Me Be The One, and he, he done the string arrangement on that. So we, we've kind of done that where, where it kind of warrants it. Um, so I, I think, if anything, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a drastic two, or we, we wouldn't be averse to putting strings in a song. Like I said, there was three songs on the, on the last album that had strings on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, right, they've always been there, but, you know, when I'm thinking about, like, that Quadrophenia style, yes. you know, they're like... Yeah. like I'd be interested to hear that type of album from you guys at some point. A concept album would be good. I mean, you'd have to, that would be interesting. I'd never actually thought about that, a concept album, because it's, a, again, you know, with the industry the way it is, that that wouldn't be kind of uh, promoted. I think the last one I heard was, wasn't it, um, oh, who, who was it who'd done a concept album, uh, Black Parade? What what was, do you remember? Oh, yeah, you, My Chemical Romance, yeah. Yes, that, that was a, that was a, a kind of a, but even that was a few years ago. That's like 20 years ago at this point. So it really, it's amazing, huh? Is that, oh my God. But yeah, something like that, that kind of seems new still. And um, yeah, that would be really cool. So yeah, perhaps working in the background on a concept, that's a really good idea. So thank you. Yeah, we may run with that. 
please i'm first in line for those tickets when that happens perfect um i do love hearing all of this i you know and i i was going to ask about sugar because did you mention like who is duetting on that that's m griner so she's um actually she was doing backing vocals for david bowie she's this wonderful artist this beautiful girl she uh she's canadian and she's she's a songwriter singer songwriter and um we we saw this video actually that was 20 years ago and of her doing pour some sugar on me and um when we kind of dissed our version it was like we can't do this symphonic version of that rick savage our, our bass player was like well, what about that version that m m did and we're always in contact with her she's toured with us and you know she sends a new album when it comes out and everything um so when he suggested that i was like well yeah maybe so she redone it. She she actually done a piano vocal version. Joe done a duet, and then Eric scored it out. And before you knew it, the the symphonic, the Royal Symphonic Orchestra is actually playing on it. So it was like wow, and it and it worked great. So yeah, check her out. She's she's actually awesome. And M Griner. Yeah, it, it is an interesting version to hear, and it's so pretty. I mean, it's you know you yes. have a song like that that you wouldn't usually call pretty, and and I'm listening. I was like, wow, this is really beautiful. And then every now and then you have one of those lyrics, you know, hot sticky. It's like, how'd they keep a straight face on that? <laughs> well, that was down to her. And actually, when we saw that, when we saw her original thing, we were so mesmerized by how she was doing it that even even the, you know, innuendo lines, like, they, they go right past you because she's like doing this beautiful version and everything. So, you know, hopefully that works if we ever get a chance to do it live. Do you incorporate some of this into the, the upcoming tour? And I know there's maybe special attention to Pyromania on top of that, but uh, it's sort of a lot to kind of take care of for one tour, considering. There is. So, so we're still, you know, it's us and Motley. We were bringing rock to the world. So it's it's kind of more that, this tour. And it's also, we're still promoting Diamond Star Halos. We, we, we've got three songs from that, which is quite a lot of, from a new album. But um. That's working really great. But what I'm really waiting for is the invite. I mean, it, in in a perfect world, if we were to do the Royal Albert Hall with the London Symphonic, the Sydney Opera House with the Sydney Opera, you know, LA Bowl, you know, with you know the Hollywood Bowl with the, with the LA Symphonic and Carnegie Hall, you do a Berlin Symphony Orchestra. That stuff with each orchestra and each each place would be. A, a career highlight that would be really cool so again but we got to be invited down for that you got to get promoters and 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 logistics sorted out and everything but that that would be really super cool to incorporate that yeah the rest of this year is is taken up with us and motley we're just having a blast and so we're going to continue that you know until i think november it, it finishes with japan australia so uh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, out in the summer and, and just keeping it outdoors and, and very, very rock and roll. It's it's very cool. Sounds like a great way to spend a year. Uh, Phil, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about it. I do love Jurassic Symphonies. I cannot wait for the cybernauts that you teased here. So thank you. Yes, we will we'll keep we'll keep on that. We'll call Woody up. Yeah, absolutely. Get on it. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Me too. Thank you so much. Cheers. My thanks to Phil Collin. The new Def Leppard album is called Drastic Symphonies. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Before you get out, hit that subscribe button. Uh, that way I can give you three new interviews every single week. New and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists. And discover the new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 
subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews. That's Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith, so I do hope you like and follow along. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.